Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It's Danza, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Rowe. I'd like to start off tonight by saying good evening to Michael. They would never look at carrots the same way anymore. And good evening to Don. You could explain it to children. And to Michael. There is nothing more disgusting and vile than a porta potty. And to Michael K. and Buck Showalter. Don't you forget know, Peter. Are you here? Yeah, yeah I'm Peter's here. There, yeah. And uh, to myself and Buck Showalter. Who do you have as the MVP, Judge Rotani? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Buck. And lastly, to Buck Showalter one more time. Good, guys. How you doing? Hi, Don. That had to hurt. It did. I, you know what? I, 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 today will be the day that I think Buck starts to remember who I am. Oh, but, but did Andrew drop the ball there? Because that, no. that was, that was kn- the finger that was pointed by, I, by Buck. I, you, know that, you know what, Don? I'm, a, I'm offended that you even suggested Well, no, but that's what Buck true. suggested. That but he, come did, on. He, how, he said he didn't know. And it's Andrew, Andrew's job and, to tell. Andrew, how ridiculous a claim is this from I me? said clearly the three names of the three right. hosts of this show. Now, oh. the, the PR member of the Mets was on the line with him. Uh, maybe Buck – I don't know if Buck had been clicked through yet. He uh-huh. said that Buck was there with him, so I figured they both heard me. But I don't know. Maybe Buck no, th- didn't. Th- that's I, what I want sure. you to know. Andrew, I, I know that's what you do every single day. I say it as – it's almost like I'm programmed. Like there are certain right. things I just say without – I don't even think about it anymore, and that's one of them. Michael, Don, and Peter, all three guys are here today. But what Buck is suggesting is he wasn't told you were there. But the way Andrew explained it, that's what happened. It couldn't be Andrew not telling him, but maybe Ethan was on with him. Is that what happened? And Ethan didn't tell him. It was not Ethan, but no, I think Buck was sitting with. You know what? I don't know. I wasn't. I'm not in the room with it, them. Could I'm it not be sure. that? Could it just be that Buck's a liar? Hi, who am I speaking to, please? <laughs> um, the guy comes on before a game, gets nothing, not a dime, and that's what you call him. I'm just joking. It was a joke. You think Buck would take that serious? He might. He, he knows how close we are now. Listen, I know Andrew every single week told Bill Parcells it was Don and Michael. And what did he say? Michael. And that's every it. time I asked the question. Well, Michael. That really what, hurt you the most. What would you prefer? Dumb. What would you prefer? Well, Michael or Dom? Neither are good. But at you least know what? there's some sort of an effort that you're in the room. Maybe maybe we should revisit Chris Mullen and all the times that he calls you Don. But but Chris Mullen obviously was misled for some reason. But he acknowledged it's it's best to be acknowledged than not acknowledged, even if the acknowledgement is incorrect. Well, let's let's hear and see how it makes you feel now. 
Chris, it's Michael Kay and Don LeGrecken. Congratulations. Michael and Don, thank you very much. And- no, Chris, we know you know the game, but just coaching for the first time, what do you think some of the challenges will be for that? Well, there'll be a lot, Dom. And is it necessary to be that big again for this to be a success? Well, Dom, I think it can. Chris, was it hard to be away from New York for that long? Initially it was, Dom, initially. Good Dom. luck, Chris. Good luck, Chris. Thanks, thanks Dom. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> you got he, it. He, uh, he was making an effort. See, if we were, in the, if we were doing it in studio, Peter, and I dropped dead, Chris would say, Dom's down. Somebody help Dom. If Bill Parcells was in the room and I dropped dead, he, he would continue on as happen. if it didn't happen. <laughs> so I would, I'll take the Dom over the, the lack yeah. of an acknowledgement. You know what? It's a, it's a great point. I think you take the Dom because at least you <laughs> exist as a human being. Dom's down. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go back to last night. Big win for the New York Mets. They absolutely needed it. Got a 7-1 victory. Francisco Lindor, big night, and here he is talking about hitting a home run on Clemente Day. Special. It's great. A day like today that we are um, remembering him and honoring him, that I was able to do one of the many things he did and come up with a W, which I'm sure he's happy. He's been good, that Francisco Lindor. He's going to have 100 RBIs. He's already got the Met shortstop record for RBIs and home runs. He's he's getting very close to being the guy that everyone thought this team paid for. And he can field. He is very good. Okay. Don, uh, the, uh, Dom, the Variety is reporting, and this is something in your wheelhouse. You have to really tell us what you think. So the creators of the Cobra Kai series, mm-hmm. they're making a Ferris Bueller spinoff. Oh. About the two valets who take the Ferrari. <laughs> and the quote is, we only get a couple of glimpses of them leaving. What may have led to them needing that car? Are, are you good with this? I think that I'm, I'm curious. I mean, they made it clear in the movie what they were doing. They were joyriding. So I don't know. That, but that's what all. did they do on the joyride? They, they, they go back to them, right, Peter? They're, they're, they're driving around fast. and Yeah, yeah, they show them driving yeah, around. Yeah, so it, it's kind of made up. I like it. I think it's cute, but I don't. I didn't leave the movie going, I wonder what they did with the car. I knew exactly what they did with the car. It was a I beautiful might, Ferrari, and they drove it around. I might file this under trying too hard, bro. I could see that. It, it feels a little... Like, if, if you were going to tell me, Michael, like, oh, similar to Cobra Kai, they're just going to do a show about, you know, Ferris and Cameron... Now I'm now I'm interested. Here I am. Talk to me. Get get me Broderick. Get me the guy from Succession. Get me Jennifer Grey. Get me the principal. I think the principal might no longer be with us. I hope you're wrong. I I think something happened with him. Inappropriate. Oh no. Oh no. I don't know if he's in prison for it. Oh my god. I got to double check. I don't want to be confused with somebody else. I'm not you haven't read his biography. This is, this, is, this is another Portier thing. I'm telling you. God, I don't think it is. I, I really don't think it is. But what I, happened? What happened with Sloan and Ferris? I'd love. To I'd want to know. Oh, Sloan, sweet, sweet Sloan. Did 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 Jeannie hook up with Charlie Sheen? That would be a good backstory, right, Peter? Oh yeah. And you could get Sheen now. I mean, he's not doing much. See that that to me is more interesting, Sloan. Peterson. Mia Sarah, is that who played? Jeffrey Jones is still yeah. with us. Okay, and what and happened? What, what happened? I'm I'm still checking. I'm still doing the work. I don't I'm not saying anything happened. 
I said I think, and I don't want to say anything, and I just want to make sure. I don't want to be confusing him with somebody else. I, I guess Sloan was a really bad actor. Because yeah. oh, and could, I, oh, he got confirmation. I am right. You, oh, he, she, he did something bad. Yes. Oh, right, Andrew? Well, tell us. Yeah. Andrew, you tell us. <laughs> uh, How bad are we talking? Sex offender status type stuff. So maybe we leave that alone as far as like the net. But of all the things off of that, uh, no, I you know what? I'm I'm with Peter. I'm good. I think it's trying too hard, bro. It feels a lot like that. I oh, and how about out this? Of ideas in Hollywood. How about this? Bucky Blank and Dent, a movie that's coming out. David Duchovny wrote the book. Is is yep. is doing the movie, filming in my town. Wow. How about that. I don't know when wow. or exactly where, but in in my town, they're 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 going to be closing some streets. By the way, I, I got to tell you, I've seen a few uh, recent pictures, semi recent pictures of Sloan. Still looks fantastic. Really? Yeah, That's I don't. I wonder. I guess she wasn't a good actor. She she was one of the most. Correct me if I'm wrong, Don. I feel like she was one of the most crushed on, loved women in movies at that time. I think people oh. loved her. And she just disappeared. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was by choice. Why did you have to go bad actor? Maybe he was a filthy, disgusting business and she wanted out. You know what? It's a great point by you, Don. John Um, Hughes never has bad actors in his movies. Is that true? Yeah. I'm sure there was a few. No. Um, Ringwald could act circles around most people. Let's hear from uh, Buster Olney on ESPN Radio earlier uh, saying he gets the sense that DeGrom wants to pitch somewhere else. DeGrom's situation may be all about what Jacob DeGrom wants and not what he's going to be offered. His situation reminds me a lot of Roy Halladay when Halladay was with the Blue Jays and then you start to hear about how, you know what, he wants to, to have his spring training home closer to Clearwater, Florida, and he wound up basically forcing his way to the Philadelphia Phillies. That wouldn't surprise me with Jacob DeGrom. We know, as he has said repeatedly, he's going to opt out of the contract. You know, friends I've spoken with who talked to Jacob, they believe he's looking for an environment that has, you know, fewer bells and whistles and a lot more focus on baseball, not having to worry about so many media members, which is why I think a lot of his friends think that he's going to take a serious look at the Atlanta Braves this offseason in terms of effectively delivering himself to them. We'll see if that's how it plays out. Well, now it makes sense that he was just so steadfast on, uh, I am going to opt out. We were like, well, how would you opt out? If you didn't throw a pitch this year, how do you opt out after throwing you know 15 games in two years? Oh, he believes in himself. He's going he's gonna to bet on himself. He's still going to get that money. He's that good of a pitcher. Or was it just, hey, I don't care. I'm getting out. Can, can, I, can I be that guy for just a sec? You, you already are. Doesn't like the media. For thirty million dollars a year, you know how often you deal with the media. Do you know how often you deal with the huh. media? The clubhouse is open for an hour. You don't even have to be at your locker. A starting pitcher hardly ever talks to the media. That would be a reason to well, leave a city. I, Everybody grow a pair. The media is so tough. I think it's an excuse. I just don't think he. You know, he's from Central Florida. Stetson, where he went to college, is this is in the same town he grew up in. 
you know, is it just possible that you know I want to I want to be close to home. I I don't want to have to deal with the hustle and bustle in New York City, and just blame it on the media. No, nobody's going to fault him for that. But can I also add, has, has the media really been that hard on Degrom? Yeah, I, I love these stars that get treated with kid gloves, and they feel like they've been like just uh, thrown through a, a well, car wash of awful people. Stop it. You know, there are a lot of people that think that that was the Matt Harvey effect. That Matt Harvey had an influence on the pitchers at that time, on the Noah Syndergaards and the Jacob DeGroms of being anti-media. Remember, Michael, there was always those allegations, like like Noah would talk and, and Harvey would give like a face, like, what are you doing? And, and, and Noah Syndergaard would cut the interview short. Like, I'm just wondering if it's just all just a paranoia that, that they just don't want to have to deal with. And they probably hear, oh, in Atlanta, they love you. The media is probably not that hard on them. You're going to be competitive every year. So I don't think it's a negative, Peter. Maybe it's just I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to have 50 reporters around me after every start. It's, I'd rather have five. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's move on to the football of it all, shall we? Well, sure. sure. Carl Lawson was on with DiPietro and Rothenberg earlier, and the guys asked if he was motivated by Coach Sala's comments this week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the locker room, especially um, it's all about, you know, what's, what's happening in the Jets organization. You, we have each other's back. We're motivated by our own by our own desires. Guys on teams got families they, you know, try to protect. They have goals. They want to be the best at what they do. So, I mean, the motivation is, is not just from, you know, something that's said, you know, by our head coach. We got a lot of guys to take pride in what they do. Did you guys think about touching the Cleveland Jets game? No. I did not. I don't know what the Jets are. Yeah, I don't uh, know what the Browns are either. Pick them. Oh. Well, let's be honest. We don't know who anybody is. I just point, felt though. like six and a half is a lot because I just I don't believe in this Browns offense. So I think the game is going to be competitive. I think it's going to be a very low scoring. Jets defense played well last week. So I, I see like a, maybe a 14-10 game that maybe can go either way. I mean, we, we talked about ugly, disgusting games this weekend. Is there, is there anything more future than than Jets Browns? Well, listen, if it's competitive and fun, Th- then but it doesn't really Jets, matter. But, but it's a Jets game. I th- did, I think there's a lot of intrigue, as Mike Tannenbaum said, and, and I was saying it too. That there's now a lot of pressure on the Jets and Sala. Go do something. You said that you, you said that you're, you're going to keep receipts. Well, here's the first game after saying that. Well, so that's an intriguing. Story don't go line. out there and lose thirty-five to nothing. That's not going to age well. No, no, it's intriguing storyline-wise, but in terms of just watching a slog. Well, um, listen, it, it, it's 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 the same with the Giants. I mean, well, the Giants are a little bit more sexy because of the fact they're coming off a win, but yeah, listen, well, these two a, teams a have win, given us nothing for a decade. But at least the Giants are coming off of a week and, where they made you believe a little bit. The Jets are coming off a week where you thought, oh, my God, they look like they look every single year. And, and, and that's the problem, but, you know, all I know is is that we watch these nationally televised games, we flip around, and it seems like every game is so much better than the one that we're paying paid to watch. Now, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, so it's, I'd be watching anyway, but you know what I'm talking about is that the only non-competitive 1 o'clock game last week was the Jet game. I get games going overtime, guys missing field goals. I was like, oh, this is so much fun, and the one game that was pretty much a dog was, was the Jet. That's, that, that was the Giants and Jets the last decade. You watch a national. You, you watch the game last night. It was like you're watching a different sport. Did you happen to see the picture of Ben McAdoo in the post today? He's now no. the offensive coordinator of Carolina. He's offensive or offensive? Offensive. I'm sorry. That's okay. 
he was offensive with the Giants, but he looks like somebody who just got his dinner in the dumpster behind the diner. You got to look. I'm going to look at the photos now here. Nice. That's strong. Uh, he, he didn't look like that when he was a coach. I think he looks better now. He might look better because he looked fake with the Giants with the slick back hair and the big suit. But, this, I mean, he's got a scraggly beard. His hair's not combed. Not pretty. No. I, I, I don't know what picture the post showed. But, Peter, looking at the photos on Twitter, I no, think look the at, hair's got a little flow to it. No, no. Then, he looks then good. He, he looks happy. Oh, he's probably happy, but you got to see the one on the post. It's it's not flattering. Let's let's move to the. Um, speaking well, of, now I'm seeing a full body one. Excuse me. Full body shots. All right. Yeah, look. and it's uh, he's, he's a little chubsy ubsy. Speaking of the Giants, let's hear uh, Brian Dable on Kadarius Tony's status for this week. He is at it. Back to the injury report. We'll see where he's at today. He practiced, participated in some team periods, but you know his hamstring tightened up, so that's why he's back on the injury report. Sure. Ryan Clark on Get Up this morning. Will Barkley have another big game? You know what I do? One reason I do is because Ryan Dayball has made that one of his focuses, getting the football in his playmaker's hand in both the pass and the run. And also, Saquon, his sensitivity actually helped. Like, he's just genuinely a very likable, nice human. And to hear the things that were being said about him because he was injured, he knew that if I'm healthy, I'm still one of the top five talents at the running back position. And I feel like we saw that week one. And the thing I love most about Saquon was he talked about his running style being critiqued. There were times in that game, maybe five to six times, where he just got behind his pads and took what the defense gave him. That's not something we've attributed to Saquon Barkley's running style throughout his career. He's healthy now, he's angry now, and he's playing with an energy that is infectious to the entire New York Giants organization, and I think some of that was brought over with Brian Dayball. He's going to excel this week, and I think that helps the New York Giants get to 2-0. I'd say 80% of the football guys and gals on ESPN pronounce the Giants coach's last name wrong. Dayball. It's not Dayball. No, that's what they say. Dayball. Yeah, Dayball. It's like Abel, Dayball. But uh, Tannenbaum said Dayball. Ryan Clark said Dayball. It's Dayball. Yeah, this is not afternoon baseball. (laughs) Right? It's not Dayball. Wow, I've never thought about it that way. Now – uh, Brandon Jacobs was on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning. I heard this. This was good. Yeah, he thinks the Giants could be pretty good this year. I feel like the Giants can win 12 games. You know, just, I think the defense is playing phenomenal, especially against the run. We can win the division. I mean, we got Philly out, which I'm not overly impressed with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, all the Dallas Cowboys. And who knows about the commander? Like, we really don't know. Right now, I think the Giants is the best thing our division has to offer. Wow. Mm, it was strong. I enjoyed mm. it, but it was strong. He did pronounce the Cowboys dead, which was fun. Yeah, here's here's Jacobs talking about the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys can compete, but Dak missing four weeks at all. I think a, a, a large bulk of their, their, their division games will be toward the end of the season. Uh, it's always that way. We got they got the Giants coming up, but I don't think the Dallas Cowboys could compete with Dak missing four weeks of the season. If you really want me to be all the way honest with you, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys could compete with Dak healthy in the NFC East. It's going to be tough for the Cowboys, too, when they trot out Cooper Rush for at least the next three weeks because the Giants and Cowboys play next week. 
Then the week after that, the Cowboys play the Commanders. Right. They could they could look up at Don and be 0-2 in the division, 0-3 in the conference by week five. I want to be optimistic about the Giants. I really do. And that was, a, that, was a, that was a tremendous win. It felt great. I didn't Play quite it! react the way Dave did, but I, but I told you it was the first time I can remember that I jumped up out of my couch and pumped my fist. I was excited that they won the game. But did we not watch the first half? You know, this team still has a little ways to go before we can start You know, saying that now they're the favorite in the division. I, I agree. And, and if that's the case then, Peter, seriously, you're at home against Carolina. Win that game. Don't well, start telling me that this is the team to beat and and and, and lose twenty one ten to Carolina and, and another loss at home. Uh, well, that's then, what I I I I bet on my pick this week, picking the Giants my three point play. I bet on the fact that I think the Giants will be a half decent football team this year. That's all I'm saying. Because Don, if you're a half decent football team, you should beat this year's Carolina Panthers at home. You it's should. amazing though because when the before that game last weekend. People could not find four wins on the Giants' schedule. Now See, all of a sudden they win a game that hey. you know the the, the game winning field goal was was what well, was wide left and. And we're already putting them in as a 12-win team. I don't see it. There's, well, the, there's a not, lot of talent oh, deterioration. I don't there. know where he found 12 wins. Well, he, it, it, it's from a guy that also referred to the Giants as we. So well, it's his team. We understand that he he's biased for sure, but I, but he's not the only one. Everybody seems to be very bullish on the Giants, and that's great. But but Don, a week ago they weren't. I know, but but hey, you talk about keeping receipts in the in the in the positive. Um, with with say uh, um, Salah saying it's all going to turn around. Well, let's keep receipts on the Giants. Like all these people that are saying that now they're the team to beat and they they're going to do this and that. What are they going to say when, if they lose the game twenty one ten? Same old Giants be off the bandwagon, start ripping uh, Daniel Jones and uh, you know, it, no, they they kind of swing back and forth. I I get that. I'm just saying that if they are truly right and these are experts, then let then it shouldn't be a problem, right? Carolina wasn't overly impressive. They you know and then you're at home, go out there, win this game any way, shape, or form, get to the 2-2 two and two we were hoping for to start the season. Maybe even better, Peter, because now with a, with a, the, a compromised Cowboy team and the Bears, I'm not going to sit here and go, you got to go 4-0. But if they beat Carolina, 3-1 and one certainly is on the table, right? Listen, football is the only sport where literally a week or two can completely change a fan base. Hey, That's, this is – they it, got the coach. They, they have the coach? I think they have the coach. Well, that, that's you jumping out the window too. Well, but I'm, I'm just saying that I I I I like I saw halftime adjustments. I saw a coach that actually coached with some cubes. All right, I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer or anything. I'm just saying that I I feel good about this coach. But that's the only thing I really feel good about. I still don't feel great about the quarterback. Honestly, Saquon gave me what I thought he'd give me. I I told you I think Saquon's going to have a big year. But is that going to be enough to go out there and now win this division? Well, I tell you what, let's discuss that and other things on the other side with some more ENN, which will also include the NFL announcer lineup for the games that are available locally. We'll get to all oh, of that and much more. Very disappointing. I know. Don wants Cutlass. the full thing. But, you know, you know, if I do the whole thing, Michael's checking out after two. Why don't you do the, uh, the baseball announcers this week? Because no one cares. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, but people care. If Laura Oakman's on the sideline. You, know, you, you saw the hat she wore last week. No, All right, I, more... I do think that Peter takes liberties with the sideline reporters. I, I never agreed to that. 
All right, more ENN and, and, next. And the, and the Spanish broadcast. Sp- sometimes Spanish broadcast, too. E- more right here next. ENN on Yes and 9870 SPN. Now I'm seeing a full body one. Excuse me? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. All right, ENN continues on on a Friday night on the K Show on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. Um, looks like Chris Godwin will be out for the Bucks against the Saints on Sunday. Justin Herbert suffered a rib injury in the loss to the Chiefs last night. He's expected to be day-to-day. You know, Jalari and Thibodeau are doubtful. Tony questionable. But Thibodeau said he was going to play. Yeah, what he says and what happens sometimes is different. He's doubtful. Does that mean he can't play? No, but he's doubtful. Last Met note, uh, last night during the um, Clemente celebration, um, Francisco Lindor said that he would like Carlos Beltran to be part of the organization again. Would I like him to be with the team? Of course, 100%. Michael, is there a world in which you see that happening still? Um, sure. I mean, it's different ownership. Uh, I, I, I don't know what kind of role he'd have. It looked like the coaching staff is set, maybe somewhere in the front office. But I think he wants to get back on well, the field. Obviously, that was asked after what you know what happened with Sandy. So could he be up for the president? They said they're looking for a business guy, not a baseball guy. This is the president of the team, not the president of baseball operations. So something different than what Sandy was. Right. Even though Sandy was more of the business side recently, but still he came from a baseball background. Right. Um, hey, listen, everybody else got their jobs back. I mean, I got no problem him, Michael, from a you know cheating standpoint. I mean, I no. think the ship, it's over. It's it, it's forgotten. Well, everybody else got got right. away with it. Yeah, why would he? Why, yeah, so why, does, why, he why does he have to be the, the, the last guy to ever work? You know what it's time for, guys? What? Oh, I've been waiting all day. You've been waiting all day for. Why don't Friday you do night. the baseball announcers this week? Because no one cares. <laughs> it's right. That's right. It's time for this week's local NFL announcer lineup. We'll start out Sunday, one o'clock. The Columbia Broadcast System. That's CBS to you and me, kids. The Jets at the Browns, and for a game this sexy, there's only one man who can helm. Lead the <laughs> ship. You oh, very much could have been a Spiridonis video. video, video. Okay. Helm, <laughs> helm lead the ship. Well, wow. is it helm? You can use helm as a verb, can't you? At the helm, but can you also you, you can flip it into a verb, right? And then reverse it. <laughs> yeah. Spiridonis. <laughs> He'll be joined by Jay Feely and Aditi Kinkwabala. Um, She's in, excellent, by the way. Really. Yeah, she really is. 
Um, she was on the NFL Network. She's a really great reporter. Joe Flacco of the New York Jets, 17-3 and against the Browns in his career. The second most wins by any QB versus Cleveland in the Super Bowl era. Any guess on who's better? I would against say that Cleveland. Would, yeah, I would say that would be uh, one Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. Michael. All right, it's Mark Conha. It's, yeah. it's Mark Roth. It's what's his name? Ben Roethlisberger. So I bother. Um, <laughs> let's stay at one o'clock, but let's move to Fox, where the Carolina Panthers will take on your New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. Joe Davis on the call. He'll be joined by Daryl Moose Johnston and Pam Oliver. Interesting stat I saw today about the New York Giants. Do you guys know that beers at Giants games, according to a report, are nearly double the price of Jets games? Really? I saw a list from Axel. Wow. It said Jets beers were $6 and Giants beers were 11 Is that And they're true? the same size? It didn't get into size breakdown. Well, then what are you doing? Well, I'm assuming they were going apples to apples. Why well, would you, you go apples you to kumquats? That? Don't assume that. Well, maybe someone can report and let us know. Well, don't uh, you have a staff on the end? Yeah, they're working on it. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 194 yards from scrimmage in week one, fourth most of his career, most since 2019. Interestingly or not, the Giants are 0-4 in Barkley's career in games following performances of 150 plus yards from scrimmage that's kind of because the giants don't win often so i would think you know right it's just a matter of not ever winning yeah over the over the last five years the likelihood of losing on a sunday was pretty good now on sunday night we'll go to nbc at 8 20 for a game that all of us will have our eyes on it's michael's three-point play don your two-point play uh it's my two-point play and my one-point play, Chicago at Green Bay on NBC. Mike Tirico on the call. They still yeah. seem to resonate. Tom, there are three teams. Chris Collinsworth. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. Good work, uh, guys. Because you were waiting for here's a guy. Yeah, but this is good, too. That's very good, too. Uh, and Melissa Stark on the sideline. As for Aaron Rodgers, zero touchdowns recorded for his second straight season opener. Rodgers has never started a season without recording a touchdown in the first two games of the season in his career. Last season, after recording zero touchdowns in week one, he bounced back and threw four against the Lions. That's right. Takes us to the doubleheader yeah, on one Monday second. night. I, I don't think we've spent enough time on Melissa Stark. Okay. I'm with you, Mike. She's been off the air for 20 years, essentially, raising her children. Yes. She came back, and she has not aged one day in 20 years. It's unbelievable. Well, you first saw her, you know, during the Madden documentary. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, she hasn't aged a bit. Big fan. I'm glad that she's back. So am I. I. Please go on, Peter. By the way, I didn't even know about this storyline. It didn't What like storyline? The Melissa Stark storyline. It didn't cross my mind that she'd been gone that long. Yeah, she walked away for, you know, she wanted to raise her children, and she did, and then I guess they're all in college, and boom, she goes back. and Very cool. She's tremendous. Very, very cool. Um, so we're doing, is this the first time ever, guys, for a week two Monday night doubleheader? Yes. Yes. 
So the early game, the 715 vehicle, which you can watch on ESPN right after the K show on Monday, will see the Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. On the call, our friend Steve Levy. It's pretty good to be your boy Leaves right about now. Joined by our even better friend these days, Dan Orlovsky. I think cream cheese is stupid. Lewis <laughs> Riddick and Laura Rutledge on the sidelines. The Bills have not won a Monday night football game at home since 1994. They lost each of their last four Monday nighters that they hosted. Bills are 2-9 and nine on Monday night football since 2000. The worst record in the NFL. Can't believe they're worse than Washington. We're so bad on Mondays. And our final game of the week, ABC 8.30 on Monday. So they're not even doing the late and early. No, I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about this. This is very interesting. So the Tennessee-Buffalo game's on. If Don's pick is right, Buffalo's going to be crushing them. So then you might want to flip the channel to ABC at 8.30 Will you see the Minnesota Vikings at Andrews Philadelphia Eagles. Joe Buck on the call. I want you to love me. He'll be joined by Troy Aikman. Come on, Daddy. And Lisa Salters. Kirk Cousins, I told you guys this the other day, 2-9 and nine on Monday Night Football. Only Jim Everett has a worse career winning percentage in Monday Night Football games all time, 2-10. and ten. I'm That. Surpri- I'm sorry. Yes, Tom. Sorry. No, no, finish your no, you know, it's too late now. Yeah, it is. It's over. I apologize. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I. you've got so many good West Coast teams. Why couldn't you do the doubleheader instead of having the overlap? Because they want the second game on ABC. They don't want to start a, a football game on ABC at 1030 at night. So have why not do the early? You, you blow out local news. You blow out Kimmel. They're not well, doing that. No, you do the 730. Yeah, I guess I hear what you're saying. I can all get because, Peter, you know, it, it cripples networks that – the, the, the people in California who could care less couldn't uh, couldn't be there for a you know, 4.30 kickoff for them. Now, speaking you give of that, good lineup. The, the game yesterday, the only two places that it was over the air was Kansas City and L.A. Mm-hmm. Kansas City was 54% of the population tuned into that game. Wow. L.A., 9%. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and the Chargers are the other team, too, as good as they are. It's still, if they care about anybody, it's the Rams, if they even care about anybody. That will do it for ENN on this Friday evening. I feel violated. Why? Just because you caved and you're just given given the local stuff, and it just bothers me. You caved to the the vocal minority that didn't like the whole thing. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, you've made the right choice, Peter. Most people hate it. You can't do a show for Don. I mean, most people hate it. I, don't I disagree. Think most right, I'm sorry. Let me, most normal people hate it. I, I truly believe the only reason people hate it is because you told them to. Because I, people listen to me all of a sudden. But, no, but you have a certain contingency that when once you say something, they jump in. Who who doesn't enjoy just getting themselves ready for a Sunday football? We right, only can get you do me one favor. Just to get, let's throw Don a crumb. Just say Evan Washburn. On the sideline, Evan Washburn. Okay, good. We'll be back. We want to take phone calls right until 7 o'clock. It's Kayla Greco, Rosenberg, and you on Yes and on 98.7 ESPN. The lobby is bustling. There is an energy here. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.